Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. In the age of online retail, buying a car should be no different. That's why Carvana invented a brand new way to buy a car that's 100% online. Without leaving the comfort of your couch, you can browse and buy from their selection of almost 20,000 cars. And once you've made a purchase, your car comes to you, delivered right to your door. Or you can pick it up from one of their coin-operated car vending machines. All of Carvana's cars come with a seven-day return policy ensuring you get a car that fits perfectly with your life. Not happy? Exchange it or return it for a full refund. And with its dedication to customer service, it's why hundreds of thousands of customers have ditched the dealership and given Carvana 4.7 stars in customer satisfaction. So check out the nation's fastest-growing auto retailer at Carvana.com. There's an underdog story happening today in America. Small businesses are fighting to make a comeback, but in the moment they have the least, they're giving the most. They're rallying communities and neighborhoods, yet asking for little in return. Well, it's time we gave back. Small Unites is making it simple for everyone to take action and support the small businesses that unite us all. Find out how you can donate, shop, and share today at smallunites.org. A lot to talk about today. Things popping up now, and we're also going to be discussing more Obi-Wan rumors. John Williams, oh, he be scoring. And Star Wars Resistance is coming and going. Collider Jedi Council starts right now. Well, hello there, my good, faithful Star Wars friends and family. (laughs) Welcome to another edition of Collider Jedi Council. My name is... Ken Napsack, you can call me Kylo Ken, especially if you're in a public place. Just yell it at me. It always gets my attention. Actually, it actually does. All right, we are here today. A last-second pinch hitter like Manny Mota from Baseball's Pass. Uh, Christian Harloff not feeling well today, so Mark Yodi Riley is over there in the power seat. I'm happy to be here, uh, Ken. Nice to see you again, Emma, and talk Star Wars with you. Always a pleasure. Uh, Glad I can fill in. Uh, Bring some uh, new flavor to it, I guess. Flavor, sure. Whatever. Yeah, that we means. are both. Uh, I'm a sports guy. You're, you're a sports guy. You like your USC football. I like you my USC Rams football. Hat on. Yeah, I, got I like my Dodger, Rams football. Yeah. yeah. I, see, I got my a Dodger hat, but I'm a Yankee fan. Right. And I grabbed my Yankee hat today. Uh, too big. Too big. It's like too. Your size. head is shrinking. And I have a huge head, but someone gifted me this hat because I have a huge head. Yeah. And I put it on and it came down to here. So I had to grab this Dodger hat. Well, I'm, I do like the Dodgers. But I'm I glad you're. Yeah. Fan. If you like. Yeah. The Yankees, which yeah. is fine, I understand, but I'm yeah. glad you're repping some uh, some yeah, blue. You're both, you're both repping the home teams. Yeah. And you yeah. can turn, tune in to Collider Sports Time every Friday. But, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, joining us is Fife Diaz herself, Emma Fife. Hello, Hello, Emma. Hi. Do you have a Red yeah. Sox cap on? I don't have I mean, it's, it's an invisible Red Sox cap. It's like uh, Wonder Woman's invisible jet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the lasso of Red Sox. Truth. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Hey, gang, yeah. uh, we have a lot to talk about today and some mm-hmm. fun stuff to dive into, some news, some history, uh, things that literally as we are gathering up to come in here, Thad Williams looks on his little phone and goes, hey, did you see this? Yeah. And that's some stuff from Ryan Johnson. We're going to talk about that here in a second. But we're getting into Star Wars movie news. Yeah. And I actually want to start with a time capsule here. Uh, this week in history and this day for U.S. release. Uh, the Clone Wars movies hit the screens. And wow, what a growth from that uh, first experience. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's an understatement. was Ugh. introduced to Ahsoka Tano. Talking about growth 
in this character. She is, without a doubt, one of the most beloved characters in Star Wars, and a testament to how you can grow a character over time and how the initial reactions to the character were eh, not tremendously positive, but they stuck with it. Filoni, Ashley Eckstein, the people that designed this character and put her into motion. Man, this character grew into, personally, one of my favorite characters with some great, powerful moments. And I want to talk about Ahsoka Tano, Emma yeah. Fife. Uh, what do you feel about this great Torgita? I mean, I, I love Ahsoka. To me, she was one of the first, like, primary women characters who we got to see in a Jedi role. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. like, in the in the prequels, we do see some women sure, sure, on sure. the Jedi Council. However, she was one of the first, like, girl Jedi to get a real storyline within the Clone Wars TV series, mm-hmm. obviously. And you touched on it when, you know, she was first introduced in the Clone Wars movie. People yeah. were like, okay, she's a little... Hey, uh, Sky yeah, guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A little, she's a little... She feels like she's pandering to children. Yeah. Mm. Precocious. Yes, in a way that, that Star Wars, I think, is pretty good about not doing in that, you know, overall, yes, these these movies, these stories are for 12-year-olds, but yeah. they don't treat 12-year-olds like they're morons. Yeah. Uh, and Ahsoka felt a little more kitty at first, but man, I, I mean, you want to talk about somebody that has one of the most interesting, mm-hmm. well-developed character arcs of any character in all of Star Wars. I mean, yeah. Ahsoka's got to be on your list. Yeah, absolutely. Which is why Filoni is very protective of yeah. this character. And I was reading some stuff about the Clone Wars first season, the movie, which was was pulled out. Like, the, the first, the movie's, like, first two or four two to four episodes I think yeah that George was like great we're gonna put those in the theater why yeah. George uh, and they're out of order with the story we all know that but yes. Henry Gilroy was saying you know I was tasked with helping to develop this character that I, I, I didn't have the perspective of a 14 year old girl and, and I think that might have contributed to some of the struggles early on sure. there yeah but uh, you know Riley you and I you know, this this character was introduced to us a little bit year long in our uh, Star Wars fandom yeah. uh, how did you react to this character initially and where is she now for you uh, yeah I, I had the same reaction as most fans and most everybody that saw the Clone Wars movie I was so excited yeah let's put these movies together put it in theaters we never thought we were going to get another Star Wars movie in theaters yeah. so that was a big one for me. I show up, then I hated it. I hated the movie <laughs> yeah. with a passion, and I did not like Ahsoka. She was annoying. She, hi, Sky guy. When did, I went, Artui. Okay, yeah. so yeah. now she is one of the greatest characters ever. Yeah, I love her arc in the Clone Wars. I love how she came back in Rebels. I like. Who would have thought that? She would have some of the most cathartic moments in Star Wars, like oh, yeah. having to walk away from the Jedi Council because of the beliefs <sighs> she has, because of this uh, the subterfuge going on in the whole, you know, who expl- you know who yeah. did the bombing and then you know is yeah. it Ahsoka and framing being framed all these different things that were so rich and lush of a character design by Filoni and mm-hmm. rightly so he is protective of her, yeah. um, but man, you talk about. A legacy now. When we did the the best Star Wars heroes uh, mm-hmm. here on Collider, Ahsoka was getting all the votes. Oh I yeah, mean, she was she was up there, and uh, I love it. And so. God bless you, Ahsoka, for coming into our lives, yeah. even though it took a little while to get there. Yeah. Uh, it's great. And Emma, I want you to maybe address kind of what you carrying on what you would yeah. address here. This first, like this female character outside of Leia and yeah. a lot of the prequels and Padme, but she shows up and she is the entry point character for a lot of younger fans, particularly the girls. Oh but yeah, a lot of fans across all boards. Yeah, I mean that's absolutely true, and it, it, it's one of those things where I think that Ahsoka is one of the first example because I was in college mm-hmm. when. Clone Wars started. I was 60. 
Great. You're aging backwards then. That's good, Ken. You, you've mastered the one of the many Jedi skills, which I'm sure is covered in uh, Secrets of the Jedi, which we'll get into a little later. But um, curious case of kidnaps. Uh, yes. But the, the thing about... Uh, um, Ahsoka is that I think that I look at characters like her and now more recently Ray and and think as a kid. I mean, obviously, like I love Leia. Like Leia is my girl because that's who I was watching when I was growing up watching right. Star Wars. Even though I, you know, by the time I was born, I was watching them because we had them on Laserdisc. They just uh, existed. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, exactly. But uh, but yeah. But the fact that you know you have this really great anchor character who goes through a lot of emotional trauma and also really thinks for herself. I mean, it was one of the things that you were talking about, Riley, of her like making this decision of, you know, I think in the hands of a lesser writer, it would be like, oh, well, you know what? Everything's fine now. And the Jedi Council's great. And I'm going to go back. But instead, because we frame it through Ahsoka and being like, no, there are problems within the Jedi Council. And you were willing to do this to me, even knowing that I was like without having all of the facts and and suspecting that I was responsible for this bombing and whatnot, like right. it just it, 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 it's one of the best <laughs> moments of Star Wars, and I did write about it in Why We Love Star Wars. Yeah. Available uh, soon in audiobook form. Uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. Um, in watching that over and over and over again, you know, we, we talk often, often, uh, to the point where I'm sure people are sick of it. George Lucas saying this is for 12-year-olds, not for kids necessarily, right. but for the, uh, the, the, the tidal wave of morality and moral choices that you need to make soon in adulthood. It's important to go to that core of what Star Wars is. And the Ahsoka moment of her leaving yeah. is a character becoming herself, including staring down an institution she was raised to, to trust and wanted to be part of. And just like you said, an all-star uh, list of Jedi looking around here going, huh, so uh, about that, we're so sorry. That was your Jedi test. Right. Come back. And, and her, her going, be- no, I'm no, myself. No, that's, yeah, that's effed up. I'm not yeah. coming back. And and then to see the role that she plays with it. And I think that this is, for me, where Ahsoka starts to really resonate because Star Wars Rebels started and I, you know, was in my late 20s, early 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she's now an adult character. Yeah. And so it, it's so cool for me to, you know, have this character that obviously like a lot of young girls like. And then she grows into this great adult character to whom they can look up. Mm-hmm. And and she does have that great catharsis, you know, of, of all people. She's got the strongest connection to Vader and their yeah. confrontation is just some of the best like Anakin work that's ever been done. And and it makes you appreciate and understand the tragedy of the downfall of this person in a way that is not captured in the films. It just isn't. Yeah. Yeah. And Mark, as we start to close on the Ahsoka talk here, but it is an important character. I want to take the time. The Vader moment in Rebels, as she's talking about the final confrontation, it's just, it's really heavy. And, you know, when this started, one of the things when, when she shows up, it's like, well, wait a minute. She wasn't there at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. Well, I guess she died. You know, you could just write her out, whatever. And, and, and Filoni is very, Ahsoka lives. Ahsoka lives. Um, That final moment with Vader, a legacy character, Vader, you and I, growing up in the, you know, back when we were 40 in the 70s, just, uh, uh, you know, admiring, odd enough to say this villain, this moment where his his helmet is cracked and it's Anakin looking over at Ahsoka, it's one of the only moments I interpreted as as Anakin winning in his lifelong battle with Vader, that that, that 20-plus year span. Uh, It's a powerful moment that, that, that her character 
is what almost seems to pull him back for a second. Yeah, who knew that, hey, Sky Guy, yeah. would turn into <laughs> that? Yes. Because it is, you guys have all said mm-hmm. it, it is one of the most powerful moments yeah. in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And it really not only is Ahsoka a, fan, a fascinating character, deep, um, you know, complex, all these different things, but she pulls out something in Vader that mm-hmm. we always wondered. We always, yeah. it, it enhanced Vader and Anakin's character through her and through that storytelling that Filoni did through Clone Wars. Oh, she must have died. We get Revenge of the Sith. She's not there. And then Rebels, she comes no. back in and having that moment is. It's a yeah. beautiful moment. Yeah. It really is. It it adds so much. I think it's what we love about Star Wars. Yeah. It, it's truly the the you know we say the Big Mac on Rule of Two. It's <laughs> it's yeah. like everything you want. You know, and when you go into a McDonald's, the Big Mac needs to be there. This is what we want. It's like yeah. I love it, and I want more of that. And and some of that stuff that those cathartic moments. Yeah. yeah, I would love to see more of that in these in all the movies. And I remember too, like seeing that season two. It was the season, season two, two finale. finale yeah. yeah, seeing that season two finale, like in one of the screening rooms over at Disney, and it was it. I mean, everybody was just totally enraptured. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there like sobbing. I'm like crying thinking about it right now. Yeah, and like yeah. Kevin Kiner's score is so freaking good. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. We did about 11 minutes for the 11-year anniversary of Ahsoka Tana. Nice. After that, well, I do believe continue to grow somehow, some way. Ahsoka lives, question mark, Ahsoka lives, exclamation point. <laughs> Moving on to some of our main stories here. Like I said, this one, uh, you know, hot off the presses in the sense of we saw it. Uh, I think it was about an hour or so ago it started making the rounds here. Mm. Ryan Johnson, you know him. You might have heard of some of his Star Wars stuff, and you have opinions of that. Uh, well, we're going to discuss him uh, right now. He's got Knives Out coming out soon, which means if you're on press for a project and you had anything to do with Star Wars, we're going to ask you about Star Wars. And he addressed the idea, you know, this, you know, is, is Ryan Johnson still doing his movie, his trilogy, his other Star Wars project that we had announced and we sometimes don't get a clear answer? Pretty clear uh, up top, Mark, as we dive into this, that they are working on something still. Yeah. He says this. I'm reading this quote here. We're doing something that steps beyond the legacy of the characters. Uh, what, it does, what does it look like? To me, the blue sky element of it is what most of uh, what it is is most striking about it. Reading this for the first time. Yeah. I know that I'm coming. I can read. I know that I'm coming at it. And what's fun about it for everyone in George Lucas films is figuring it out. What's the next step? It makes you really think and figure out what the essence of Star Wars is for me, for him, and what that will look like moving forward. So mm. all that to say, eh, not a surprise. He's not doing the story of Luke Skywalker, Leia, or no. Chewbacca, or a Porg even. Well, maybe, right. maybe. Maybe a porg. Maybe a porg. Uh, he's going beyond That's that. That's all it is. It's actually, it's just it's an just intense history of porgs. Yeah. <laughs> it's a documentary. It's like, it's, it's like no, Blue no, no. Planet, but, but it porgs. Is. It's porgs, but you know, there's going to be a little bit of a Jedi element about yeah. it because obviously they were, you know, they had the Jedi Temple on Octo, so, yeah. but it's all from porg perspective. It's the Star Wars murder of porgs. <laughs> yeah, um, nice. No surprises. He's moving beyond what we know yep. in, in the Skywalker sagas coming to a close in nine. Um, but. I want to dive in here. Regardless, uh, you know, I know I love Last Jedi. You, you, you like it enough, and Emma, you I, like I it. I love Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah, okay, I love it great. Too. Yeah, <laughs> I can't tell <laughs> that other show you're on confuses me sometimes. <laughs> right? um, yeah, I, I, I am able to talk about it now, okay. years later, and 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 sometimes I, I say, mm, you know what? I didn't like this element sure, of it. Yeah, I would have done I, this I, and that. Same but here. in general, The Last yeah. Jedi is one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Absolutely. Like oh a, no! A, a, I said it out loud. Like a Star Wars anonymous, and Riley's just like in the back corner. 
like, no. I, I like my name pork. is Mark, and I like porks. I like uh, I like the Last Jedi. And don't forget to watch Rule of Two hashtag Rise. I'm yeah, kidding. There I'm it kidding, is. I'm kidding. Uh-huh. But there are a lot of people, obviously not yep. a secret, that don't uh, enjoy the Last Jedi. Uh, and even our good buddy Christian Harloff, not his favorite, but he has said before on the show, hey, I, I kind of am a Ryan Johnson fan, Brick, his episode of Breaking Bad, that it with the fly and everything. Yeah. Uh, to see what Ryan Johnson might do with the Star Wars story that is not tied to characters I grew up loving is intriguing, at least. And so I don't want to speak completely for Christian, but I don't think he'd disagree with that statement. Sure. So I, I, want to, I want to toss that to you guys. Let's start with you, Mark. Ryan Johnson with a, with a clean slate. Yes. Uh, what are you expecting? What do you want from this? Uh, I love that he's still working on this because I... I I I get upset at people that he shares a Knives Out trailer and people are yelling at him about Star Wars. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like this man is a fantastic filmmaker. You can not like The Last Jedi all you want. That's fine. I just feel like I have to defend the man sometimes because Mm -hmm. his movies brick – Looper, Knives Out looks phenomenal. The Last Jedi, he knows how to make a good movie, in my opinion. So stepping away from legacy characters, I think can only maybe bring some of you guys that didn't like The Last Jedi. Maybe you can come back into the fold and understand that now Ryan Johnson has a clean slate. And what are we going to get? I don't know. Personally, I wonder if Broom Boy is on the table. If we're going to follow him. Tamiri Block. Right? Point for me. (laughs) If we're going to get that story that yes. picks up years later mm-hmm. after episode nine, we don't know what's going to happen with the Jedi. We don't know what's happening if Ray's going to rebuild the Jedi Order. We don't know if there's going to be more Jedi in the universe. We don't know anything. And so I'm wondering if he's going to focus on that, mm. if it's going to be set after the events of Rise of Skywalker and he's able to go and there's maybe no legacy characters like, mm-hmm. sure, Ray, maybe Ray. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But. I would love to see that. I, I think that would be a fascinating movie. Um, it's interesting to think. I, I don't know where we're going to go. And, 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 yeah. and, and I know you're not, I'm not locking you down to some prediction here, but you, yeah. you're talking about going way forward in the timeline. Going, going forward. Years. The events. No, I yeah. don't know how forward. I don't know yeah, how we're yeah, going to end yeah, we're thinking with Rise of Jedi. But I would like to see what happens, the events after Rise of Jedi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rise of Jedi, sure. I'm, sure. I'm now just yeah, made it. Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. Yeah. Um, so I don't know where we're going to get, but that that seems interesting to me. I could see it being placed within the boundaries of after Return of the Jedi before Force Awakens. I could, yeah, actually, I could too. I, I wouldn't hate like, that. Yeah. Uh, Emma, same thing. Expectations, yeah, wants, I, desires I think for me, so it's really interesting. I, I remember yeah, I was at the movie theaters the other day and they were showing an ad for that Will Smith movie where there's like a clone of him and he comes back in time and I just, oh, yeah. it, it literally just made me go, ah, this just makes me want to watch Looper because it's yeah, so yeah. good because uh, Ryan Johnson's a great filmmaker and I, and I think that, you know, you're absolutely right, Ken, that this is a conversation we've had with Christian before is that though he's not a big fan of Last Jedi, Ryan Johnson, he respects, is a fantastic filmmaker. And so I think that to see him take on something, I, I would love it if it was completely independent of anything we've seen thus far. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I, I don't, you know, I, I'd watch, I'm going to watch whatever he does because I, I like Ryan Johnson's work and I like Star Wars. Uh, however, you know, there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of timeline in Star Wars that we yeah. have not mm-hmm. explored. There's a lot of stories even in the timelines that we have already experienced that we have not yeah. explored. I would love to see Ryan Johnson do something that just full-on has zero Jedi in it and is not about mm. Jedi at all. Yeah. And it's just about the people you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and or or some sort of like I don't know political drama. I feel like Ryan Johnson would do a great job with something Ooh. like that. Yeah. So you know, I just I hope that 
more people are willing to and and I completely respect the stuff that people didn't like about Last Jedi and a lot of it was you know Ryan Johnson basically making a lot of strong choices as a filmmaker going I am making a film first and a Star Wars second yeah Mm -hmm. and I think that without the constraints of characters to whom people already have these very strong emotional bonds and these wishes and things that they would have liked to see happen for them in the future that are not coming true. Mm-hmm. I think without any of those previous expectations other than, hey, this takes place in a galaxy far, far away, that there's going to be a lot more people that discover that they like Ryan Johnson. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm hopeful of that, too, because by all accounts, this is this is a huge Star Wars fan. This is someone who rolls up his sleeves and, and moves up north for a bit to yes. dive into this. This is someone who who is a genuinely, genuinely really nice human mm-hmm. being. Yeah. Uh, we can attest to that there. Yes. And... and, and uh, I, I want him to get this victory here, but also it breaks this big question. What is the essence of Star Wars? And we, again, we talk about the George Lucas, 12-year-old's morality, all that kind of stuff, but also breaking it down. I, I don't like to see plot expectations or it needs a lightsaber or Sith or Jedi. It needs the rebellion because I do love the rebellion against the Empire. Other people love the Jedi lore. I think all of those are powerful. Yeah. To me, uh, it is it is is what we, we talk a lot about on Force Center. Scrimshaw talks about the the serial adventure, the Flash Gordon yeah. problem. Get out of it. Problem. Get out of it. Problem. Get out of it. And it's a that is is is, is kind of the essence of a Star Wars story. It can be Jedi getting yeah. out of it. It can be smugglers getting out of it. But that's kind of part of the essence to me, Emma. Yeah, I totally agree. And Ryan Johnson has such a clever sense of humor that I think he would do super well with something that, as you say, was very much a like Flash Gordon mm-hmm. serial kind of thing. Yeah. Right. But it could be about anybody. Right. I, I love this not knowing right now. Yeah. I, I really do. I, I like I like the – it's always fun to speculate with you guys, whether it's on Rule 2 or here on Jedi Council – but it it really is, and you just said something, Emma, where I went, ooh, I want Ryan Johnson to tackle bounty hunters. Oh, yeah. I, That'd be now, awesome. I want, now I want that. You know, oh, now, that, that would be fun. Well, it could even be that. It yeah. could be underworld stuff. We don't know. Yeah. That's yeah. where... Because you talk about Broom Kid, Tamari Blegg, sure. and, and you talk about a lot of, there was rumors, I think complete rumors, of Ryan Johnson was making a G-rated Star Wars. Right, I heard that a too. Jedi yeah. Academy. I think you can get Jedi Academy stuff in another form. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think you're going to get it in the big screen, um, and it's be perfect for animated stuff. But like, yeah. um, what's to say he doesn't do his version of the Underworld? What's sure. to say? Right. What's to say he doesn't do between the 20 years between Sith and Jedi, but just from another point of view of the galaxy? Right. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it could be all that. I, I do want to maybe see him go another direction, but we don't know quite yet. Though. Yeah. Speaking of not knowing, let's oh go to this next story that's uh, totally based in rumors, and we always have to say that, right? But right. you never know about rumors. Rumors could be true. They, rumors can be shots in the dark, complete guesses, that are right. I think we saw that with some Palpatine stuff last year. Mm. But this one keeps coming up, and I am reading from Star Wars News Net that is covering uh, uh, a story. They had an exclusive report a while ago, uh, John Huey uh, working on that there, and they're talking about this Cinelinx story. I don't even know what Cinelinx is. I think it's a GeoCities site. For, I don't know. Uh, anyone can make anything these days. But they're, they're saying uh, the, the Obi-Wan Kenobi has signed a contract to play shortstop for uh, Lucasfilm. Uh, <laughs> Um, that uh, this rumored TV show version of the Kenobi story uh, will be on Disney Plus, six episodes, eight episodes, whatever it is. This keeps coming up. We got D23 coming up, and we're expecting some big kind of, not necessarily announcements, but 
Mandalorian footage. I think something from Rise of Skywalker. Uh, you know, Brace for Impact, Stand By to Stand By on D23 on the 23rd and 24th. This keeps coming up. Uh, I'm not uh, going to take, you know, not disparaging anyone who's reporting this or anything. Sometimes no. I, I do think you take a shot in the dark and you might be right. right. But there's a lot of smoke, a lot of fire around that beautiful Obi-Wan hair behind you there. Uh, <laughs> God, look at that. That's that's that hair. So that hair, man. This is something we want. So. Let's talk about this idea that keeps coming back up. Yeah. Not necessarily about this report because I don't, I can't verify anything from anybody right now. Uh, let's talk about Obi Wan, Disney Plus, the possibilities, and again, our expectations. Mark Riley, just I, it's it's got to happen. It's going to happen. There's like there's so much smoke. There's got to be fire happening, right? I like we've, fire. We've heard this. Fire we've heard bad. this over and over again. We heard it. It's going to be a movie. We've heard no. It's going to be a streaming service. I think mm. that it's. It's really become this groundswell of support. It's like, look, we're all Star Wars fans here. We want an Obi-Wan series. We want to know either an Obi-Wan movie or an Obi-Wan series. So I think it's going to happen. Right. And I think that because there's been so much smoke, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they announce it at D23. Mm. And I want it. I want it so bad. Ewan McGregor wants it so bad. That was – he's – my favorite part of the prequels. He really is. His his portrayal of Obi-Wan, his story is great. He's just it's so and it's such a perfect time frame there to explore. I wonder if there's more with Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. I would love to see that. Is there more with Uncle Owen and Obi-Wan? What's go, what's going on there? There's so it's so ripe for a story. Give it to I'd us. I'd take 20 minutes of Obi-Wan drinking at Shaman's Cantina. Yeah. Yes. All right. That'd Absolutely. Be, uh, that'd be all right with me. MFA Fabius yeah. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Well, I would be totally fine also with it just being like a 20-minute short yeah. at like the beginning of Rise of Skywalker. It's like, hey, we're going to do a little Obi-Wan just drinking at the cantina. Yeah. Um, you guys are crazy. I but, need it all. No, but, I need a mood. Give me a streaming, but, whatever it he's is. He's so drunk. He's telling everyone the truth. Uh, you know, I'm a Jedi. Oh, my God. I I would, sure, love it ben, too. Sure, ben. I would love it too if it was just a compilation of like the different stories he was telling and because he's drunk his story slightly changes every <laughs> single time uh, no uh, again as you say this is certainly a rumor yeah. once again not to disparage anybody that is reporting on it uh, however uh I, I think it's real. I think that this is happening. I think it is a series. I think that it is a Disney Plus streaming situation. And yeah. I think it's a good old, like, samurai western kind of oh, story yeah. of Obi-Wan mm. just living his life in the shadows. Not, yeah. not in the shadows, necessarily, but sort of, you know, on the outskirts in, yeah. in Tatooine. Just, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yeah, and 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 this, I'm actually on the the report right now, and it's about him actually putting pen to paper for a contract. I, you know, again, I, sure, I, I would have thought he actually would have done that a long time ago. Uh, you know, you know, it's it, it, it's it's that's that's entertaining, but 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 it is what it is. Stuff spoke around. Look, I'll tell you, I, I've 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 heard stuff. Where do I hear it? I don't. If it, people yeah. just walk around Burbank and you hear things, I don't know. That the you know the movie uh, there was a script and uh, an Australian screenwriter wrote a draft and it was going to be announced at D twenty three a few years ago and then ah that guy we that got delayed for reasons unknown then Solo comes out you and Zare walk in the red carpet ah, we're going to shelve this project but Bob Iger wants to win the streaming wars what would be great you McGregor's a good actor he wants to do this he has the beard still let's put him into a series based on that script all these things are possible yeah all these things could not happen um, but I absolutely think there's such wonderful material to mine here mm -hmm. talk about we, we make jokes about obi 
Obi-Wan drunk drinking in the cantina. But you look, you look at that episode of Rebels, the final duel between him and Maul, oh, uh, twin so sons, good. another greatest episode. That's my, I always say that's my second favorite lightsaber fight, and it lasted two seconds. I, God, I it's about it so the definition much. of power and, and change and adapting and vengeance versus compassion. It is talking about essence of Star Wars. It's all there. Stephen Stanton uh, t- voices him great. And, yes, James Arnold Taylor does a great young and middle-aged and old Obi-Wan. But mm. Stanton got this role, and I think just nails it. And it, you just look at that, and you go, I, I, there is story to tell with this great character. Yeah, there really is. Yeah. One day we'll get it. If not, Soon. maybe you and I just grab some Kenner figures and go shoot <laughs> something in the backyard. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I think I have, still have some in my freezer that have been frozen since uh, 1982. So I yeah. love that there. Um, this story, yeah, it's been around a couple of days, but it's our chance to talk about it here. Looking at IGN covering this story that went around a lot of spots. Uh, and that is that uh, the Star Wars Rise of Skywalker score will be roughly 135 minutes. That doesn't actually mean the movie's that long or that short or it could be longer. Uh, And then Don Williams. By the way, this story comes from Don Williams, the (laughs) brother of John Williams, uh, who uh, says, yeah, we've got 135. And let me tell you, he's got like every theme of every character you've ever heard is in this movie, which is kind of his way. You know, Don has a lot of fun spilling the beans for his brother. Um, so it just it gets you thinking about the scores. Riley, I know you're a big score person. Oh, you yeah. listen to anything David Collins puts out, as people should. Oh. Listening to David Collins break down any score, but particularly Star Wars scores, is just an absolute treat. Uh, what do you when you hear this story? What do you what do you start to think about? Oh, I just get so excited. Yeah, the 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 every it's you know it's less the music like 135 minutes. It's like I mean, there's a lot of that. It's like yes, yeah, give yeah. me all of that. Uh, I hope they don't cut a thing. But for me, it's exciting to think and consider that every theme, you know, and I would I would put it as like we we talked on Rule of Two. It's like, oh, they can't put every theme. Maybe not. But the ones that are really recognizable, I think, are going to show up. And it gets me excited to pull some prequel themes mm-hmm. to give that flavor. Maybe some across the stars. I, that's the one yeah. I keep going. Back yeah, to, yeah, I go to that one a lot because it's yeah. my favorite, I think, of the prequel oh, era. Wow. wow. Um, and uh, but I, I love it gets me so excited. And if you really go to Don Williams's comments, he does kind of allude to a blink and you'll miss it kind of thing with these sure. themes. And Williams has been doing this throughout the sequel trilogy. I mean, Kylo Ren looks at the charred helmet of Darth Vader and you get three notes of the Imperial March. Mm -hmm. That's the theme showing up. And I think we could see the same thing happen. Like whether it's Ray communicating with Luke Force Ghost and and Luke Force Ghost saying, well, my father, you know, met my mother and, and blah, blah, blah. And then. Mm-hmm. Across the stars, place, right. yeah. you know, and and Williams is tipping his cap to the saga, and I think that's what really gets me excited is that we can hear those things that we love throughout the years showing up in the yeah. final movie of the saga. Yeah. yeah, and I mean that that is the thing that is great about John Williams having scored everything within the main saga is that he already was referencing his own themes within the new stuff that he was writing, so it's very easy to incorporate, as you say, just like little light motifs and homages to things that have already existed. So again, I think that if you are not listening for it specifically, then you're not going to hear it. But I, I believe that John Williams is talented enough of a composer that mm. he, he'll he pull it off. He, he, he's, he's doing this already. I mean, yeah. I love that he revisits the actual, like, uh, and David W. Collins yeah. pointed this out in his breakdown of The Last Jedi. 
he it, it's the same opening music from a new hope yeah goes down mm-hmm. and rightly so he goes <laughs> you're so much you're good at you're good at that you have musical skills i just go da, 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 da. <laughs> you know that great part where he's just, <laughs> oh, wow, wow. i, I know like, it well i'm an animal playing the drums but but collins pointed this out what happens in a new hope leia is escaping. Yeah. Yeah. What happens in The Last Jedi? Leia needs to escape again yeah. mm-hmm. because the mm-hmm. First Order is coming in. So he revisits that. What happens in The Last Jedi, too, when they go into the crate mine? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He revisits with the Millennium Falcon escaping yep. the, the in A New Hope yeah. again. Dun, yeah. dun, dun, yeah. dun, 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 yeah. dun. That's like he's he's echoing like yeah. like Star Wars does. And that was gets me so excited about this. It makes perfect sense yeah. and it doesn't surprise me in the least that he's like yeah. 135 minutes, sure, give me all of that. Every theme, yes please. You know, it was John Williams' son who sang, They turned the land in Africa. Oh. That's right. Anyway, <laughs> Emma? Yes. I love that theme. He played drums. Fire, fire, Rest in peace, Phil Hartman. Emma, Fife. What do you want out of the score for uh, The Rise of Skywalker? Mm. John, you guys are both making great serious points, and I look over here, and it looks like John Williams is looking right at me like, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like you really don't have musical sensibility, right. do you, Ken? I, 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 remember I just finished this move, and I found the tambourine I bought 20 years ago. Just, uh, why I, I, <laughs> I thought it was Liam Gallagher. Anyways, Emma, take it away. Uh, you know, I, I feel like Riley really nailed it. It's just that there's... He did. The, I, I can't speak any more intelligently on it than he did, so... You can always speak intelligently. That's yeah. what you do. But, Emma, let me ask you this question. Yes. What are some themes uh, that may or may not be in mm. here, uh, you know, but themes you, you would want to hear? Pieces Listen, of music. all I want is for Yubnub to come back. I just... Yes. Give me, give me a good old Ewok party. Okay. I like this. Are we going to get that theme? <laughs> that, that would be awesome. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, Jedi um, Rocks. I also really love I, I also I really want love Jedi Rocks. Uh, uh, no, race theme, you. and I feel like we didn't get that as much in Last get, yeah, Jedi. I mean, that's as one we of did. his favorite yeah. pieces of, of music and yeah. characters. So, yeah, that coming back. Um, uh, prequel stuff. Yeah, Across the Stars. I love to see Padme's Ruminations. is probably my favorite prequel uh, track. I love to see that come back in any way, shape, or form. Uh, maybe, hey, we get some of that Palpatine stuff from mm-hmm. Jedi and Sith. Uh, there's a lot to, to put out there. This is him capping off his Star Wars music career. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a lot on this uh, about John Wynn's work in the rise of Skywalker. Let's go now to... I'm going to move this next one down. Oh, well, let's throw it in here main story it's not necessarily movie news it's not quite canon i don't know uh this keeps coming up i, I want to address it here uh bob Iger mm. had his uh, quarterly business call as uh, joseph scrimshaw coined on force center Igercon. uh this is where he reveals a lot of information this time he didn't uh, put anything out there that we uh you know usually it's he drops like ah, we're making 13 movies what yeah. um he was talking about the big news of the day this idea that uh, galaxy's edge has flopped and disney is floundering star wars is dead we've talked about it a lot i say this you could take any bit of information and spin it any way you want to go yeah. with these yeah. stories but Iger 
He's not the most charismatic speaker on these calls. I've listened. Uh, he's just matter-of-factly talking about the business, Emma, uh, which, by the way, is uh, they're down like 3%. So they're not necessarily out of turkey legs. Uh, no, <laughs> certainly not. We're still looking at a multi-billion dollar venture yeah. here. Uh, here's the thing is, uh, as somebody that is very familiar uh, you know with the park, I know, I know that theme park life. And you know what? Mm-hmm. Tickets to theme parks are real expensive. Yeah. Yeah. They're really expensive. And I think that what happened was, is Galaxy's Edge opened. And because I I will tell you this right now, I saw this happen at Universal. Mm -hmm. The year that the Wizarding World of Harry Potter opened, it was not that busy Mm. because people are scared of the theoretical crowds. Mm. And again, theme parks, really expensive. So what happens is the year after a new attraction or a new land opens, it gets absolutely mobbed. And I guarantee you that's what's going to happen yes. with Star Wars. 100%. I <laughs> do not think I can uh, add to anything that you said there. Yeah. You have a perspective I don't, and I, I and, agree. And I'm that. the theme park yeah. uh, connoisseur yes. or, or patron. Yeah. And so my fiance Julie, and I look to, start, uh, to uh, Disneyland. We go, when do you want to go to Disneyland? And we looked at each other and said, let's give the Galaxy's Edge about a year. That's mm-hmm. exactly what we do mm-hmm. not. We were scared of the crowds. Yep. And I think that that is a big part of it. And even as Bob Iger said as much, yeah. I think I just think and on top of it is price, too. Of course. I think they're so so expensive. Well, Find the perfect time to go for me and for my fiance. We want to do it when we're going to get the most bang for our buck. Right. And when they announced Star Wars, uh, Star Wars Land, I was like, oh, Jesus, no. Yeah. I don't know. But again, but, but I mean, that's just literally to my point, Riley, that is you and everybody exactly. else. And the other thing that they're contending with in terms of Galaxy's Edge is that they have opened this new land and have also very publicly been like, it's only partway open. <laughs> yeah. yes. Our biggest attraction that's going to take like 30 minutes for you to get through yeah. is opening in, you know, October. So, of course, people aren't there yeah. yet because they're like, well, there's, totally. it's going to be crazy crowded. And like, it's, I don't want to go until I can experience everything because maybe I'm only going to go once in my whole life. It's, so. like a, it's like a restaurant. We're open. We got food. No silverware. See you in a couple <laughs> months. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. that's what we got. Um, all right. Uh, that is it for uh, movie news. It's time for everyone's favorite segment. What's the deal with canon? Discovers everything that's not in Star Wars movies or apparently theme parks. We're here today with this exciting news. Again, business is about to pick up, kids. That's right. We've got the Star Wars Resistance Season 2 trailer in our laps. They do trailers very good, whether it's Rebels or now Resistance. Season 2 looks big. It looks epic. The Colossus is out and about in the galaxy. We got Kylo Ren. But the big thing, Emma Fife. Uh, second season and now final season. Yeah, conspiracy theorists can line up their theories. They can start digging in. They pulling off the show. Backdoor canceling it. Anything you want to say? Uh, no truth is going to dispel any rumors. Uh, apparently on the internet. But Emma, no. what do you think about this? I mean, I think that because uh, I have been catching up on Resistance and mm. it's really good. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think, but I do believe them when they say that there was a limited lifespan mm-hmm. on it. I mean, it. It takes place very close to the start of Force Awakens. Yeah, absolutely. It's right there. 
Um, so there's only so much time that you have to tell a story right. within. Um, do I think that this uh, series is not quite getting the attention that uh, previous projects like Clone Wars and Rebels have gotten? Also, yes. Yeah. But do I think that that necessarily has anything to do with the cancellation of the series? No. And also, you know... Disney is at a point where they're going to be migrating all of their content over to their own Disney Plus app. Mm -hmm. So they're definitely and they knew that was coming. So, again, it makes sense that it's like, oh, we're going to do two series of this show on Disney XD. And at that point, it's going to kind of be a moot thing. So what's also interesting is, you know, UK TV, uh, you know, you want to enjoy the office, you get two short little seasons and a Christmas special. Um, Luckily for me, Monty Don and Alan Tishmart keep going on with gardening shows, uh, Riley. (laughs) But uh, for a lot of people not uh, here in the Americas, uh, this is status quo. Oh, two seasons. We got the story. We're good. Uh, What do you think about where we are with Resistance? Uh, I think Emma nailed it. It's the streaming service. I I think that it was always the plan that, you know, we're going to be doing new content, Star Wars, on our own streaming service so that you can pay for it so that you will get exclusive stuff. So I think Resistance, um, if they would want to continue it, um, they could on on Disney+, Plus, but I think they're probably going to get a new animated show, something Mm -hmm. new, because... To your second point, we are going right up against the events of Force Awakens. We yeah. know what Kylo Ren is doing after Force Awakens. We know if so, if he shows up there, there's that. Yeah. yeah. Captain Phasma. We know yeah. what she what goes on with her as well. So I think that it, it, it's had its run. Maybe whether or not the the story group or, or who uh, people running Resistance right. had this and contained Justin story, Rage, two yeah. seasons. There it is. Yeah. Or. Something that well, we don't know. Yeah, I, it's fine. Because Phasma to show up in, in the trailer, it didn't sound like one of the Christie this time around, but uh, that it did I could to me, be. But yeah. it could be completely mistaken. I only watched. But she it did once. do the voice. She did do the voice of one. But you know, uh, it doesn't just go up to Force Awakens. It, it passes it because Kaz is from Hosnian Prime, and he gets to see and hear Hosnian Prime bl- be blown up yeah. by Starkiller Base. Right. So Last Jedi is right after that. So if Phasma appears in season two, it's in a blink of the eye because she's got to go. Uh, you know, deal. with stuff going on on the supremacy kylo ren he appears it might be after he's the supreme uh leader leader right? it could be yeah. interesting there so yeah there it's it is it's kind of a maybe built in short uh, self a shelf life i want more from griff halloran voiced by the great stephen stanton uh, the ex-tie fighter pilot turned yes. rebel uh, resistance fighter pilot um and racer i i i like this series it it started i wouldn't say slow it it was it was great from the start yeah. but it, it you had to kind of give it some time to yes. get through some of the pratfalls and the slips and the did i and just yeah. some really deep stuff once they got to the like the kids that they were trying the to track down. Yeah. yeah, that's it started to get really interesting. And then scary. They're talking about the guy showed up with a red sword and yeah. a mask and he destroyed our village. Like, yeah. It's got some big stuff there, so we'll oh, see wow. how it pays up. And yeah, I, I, definitely more series, whether it's Disney Plus, Disney Kids, uh, yeah. you, you could see a lot more coming. We got that the new Star Wars rollout animated shorts coming on Disney, uh, oh, yeah. Star Wars Kids YouTube channel. I love the shorts that they do for Star Wars Kids. They're so good. It's great, and I wouldn't I wouldn't mind more Forces of Destiny. Uh, I love, I really yeah, love Forces I, of Destiny. I love really it so good. much. Um, it's so cute, and uh, but also, again, like, even though, yes, it is for girls that buy Barbies, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't, again, treat them like they're morons. I mean, it's, it Forces uh, of Destiny is where we 
straight up confront the fact that Ewoks are cannibals. Like yeah. that is that is addressed in Forces of Destiny. They did a great job. Jennifer Jennifer Miro set up that first two seasons. Nicole, uh, Nicole Dubuque come, comes yeah. in and closes that out uh, real good, and, and a lot of good canon stuff in there as well. More animated shows on the way, but for now, Resistance is on its way. Second and final season coming your way. Uh, speaking of uh, kids, this is a, a youth-oriented, youth, oriented youth uh, I won't say young adult novel type book, but there's a book coming out called The Secrets of the Jedi. It's oh. making around. It's Mark Summerack's uh, writing this, and uh, I, think, I think it's coming out in November. Uh, this is a fascinating book because it is a, basically a history of the Jedi Order, Jedi Secrets Revealed, and it's told by Luke. Apparently, he's been, you know, he's been working on it. Maybe before he left the island or transported himself, he put the finishing touches on it like Bilbo uh, telling his story. So it's going to bring an inter- interesting perspective. History books, I think, are needed. I, I want to see more of them in Star Wars because of such a, a Song of Ice and Fire, Game of Thrones, not when George puts pen to paper for fire and blood, part one, the history of the Targaryens, and it's told from a maester. So it's an unreliable narrator, but it's also telling the history of it. It is just as fascinating as, wow. as his books, and I want and love more of that in Star Wars. And Joseph Grimshaw and I did an hour plus on this the other wow. day on Force Center because the little four-page excerpts they release, no, number one is a picture of Yaddle. So point there. <laughs> it's nice. got little tasty morsels that this could be a book you don't want to overlook, especially if you're a fan of Jedi lore, Emma. Yeah, I haven't read it, but I, I've been seeing you guys posting about it. I've been seeing uh, Alex and Molly over at Star Wars Explained posting mm-hmm. about it. So mm-hmm. I, He stole my title. Well, mm-hmm. there you go. Oh. Uh, my, But my consider me intrigued. Yes. Um, especially if there's any uh, any reference to my favorite uh, Star Wars device, The World Between Worlds at all in that oh. book. Well, I don't know that yet. We'll, we'll see. We only got four pages. Well, there, there you go. Could be. Could there you be. Go. But it got, you got Luke Skywalker talking about Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, and which is Sasuke great. Tan and Kiati Mundi. Him just kind of going through here, Mark. You you like the Jedi lore? You like this stuff? You want to see uh, old grumpy Grandpa Luke talking about the Jedi? Yes, I do. Very much so. <laughs> Uh, Luke Skywalker being my favorite character of all time and uh, all across all movies. Um, I This gets me excited. Literally, my heart fluttered when you said Luke Skywalker talks about Ahsoka. Yeah. I literally, yeah. oh, God, I want that. I, I, I want that in movies. Live action is always my bread and butter, but I will take this. I love, you were talking a little bit mm. off air about some of it, and I that gets me so excited to read this, get those little nuggets. I love the art that whatever. Yeah, this, yeah the art is, is great. Gorgeous. I mean, look at Obi-Wan. He looks fantastic. Yeah. So I'm very excited about this. This is, be it for a little bit more geared to the kids. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking it. I'm reading it. I I don't 100%. I don't think it's for like five year olds. The right, I think it's like young adult. Young adult, but but the tastiest thing that I'll share right now is is he talks about spirits, Jedi spirits. And basically, I'm totally paraphrasing, uh, but like basically, hey, you know, Obi Wan died. Next thing you know, I hear him in my head. I'm like, that's great. I guess all the Jedi can do that. And then, oh, turns out, no, Qui Gon had to teach them, and Yoda, and Obi Wan, and and my father had this. And then after, you know, uh, they passed, they all appeared to me. Until I shut off the Force and they couldn't. So we know Yoda shows up again in Last Jedi. we got to imagine Obi-Wan at one point or another talked to him. The fact that Anakin Skywalker at any point appeared to him and was like, Hey, your, your nephew, going down the wrong path. you, you got to handle this. You know, let, me, let me talk to him. Or so I, I, I'm yeah. daydreaming about, about what yeah. that could be. Oh, God, I know. That, that especially yeah. is – there's so much there that, that gets me excited. Whether the Anakin stuff is what 
I think a lot of people want to see want to see in this sequel trilogy, and maybe we'll get mm-hmm. an Anakin Skywalker, a Force Ghost, and the Rise of Skywalker. Sure. I don't know. Um, I think that's something that we all want. But that again, heart fluttering for the idea of Luke talking to his father um, and hearing whether it's about Kylo Ren mm-hmm. or whether it's like you know, did you tell your sister? Yeah. You were right, you know, coming back. And that could be funny, too. He yeah. comes yeah. back and goes, did you tell your sister? And he's like, yeah, I did, Dad. What's going on? Go, okay, just checking. Okay, I'm going back. What'd she say? Yeah, what'd she say? What'd she say? <laughs> tell her I say hi. It's like that 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 kind of stuff, I think, yeah. when we yeah. were little and saw whether you were little or old, whatever it was when you hit that Return of the Jedi, and when the great sacrifice that, that Vader does coming back over to the light side and then showing up with Obi-Wan and Yoda – I don't know what fan out there didn't get chills and then fill in some blanks afterwards. Yeah, like, absolutely. oh yeah. my God, what is he saying? You know, yeah, that's what's what fun. is this? Because there was a there was a moment in um, the one moment that really made me sad is when I opened up Heir to the Empire. Yeah. It really starts with Luke Skywalker with Obi Wan saying, "Okay, thank you." Say uh, I'm no, out. I don't I'm like out. that. Mo- I, I hated you, that. Why would you do, you introduce hot chocolate? Lando teaches Luke oh, yeah. hot chocolate. Fine, but, and then you cut out like Obi Wan's. Ah, you, you basically got rid it. of Force Ghosts. Yeah, that I'm done communing communing yeah. with you, and I'm yeah. out. And and Luke basically go, no, Ben, don't leave. Don't do that. And then that yeah. was that was that. And then we had the and the books are fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But that was part of. It's not canon, so there it right. is. Um, but that was part of the the story that I went. No, don't because Obi Wan left and the empire and that filling in the blanks that i did with anakin and yoda well that was there there was that there was that it's also interesting too, like talking about this whole idea of like not all jedi just automatically like see force ghosts of other jedi and are able to communicate with them and, and kind of the implications of luke being able to carry on this communication with his father and having this understanding because he was the one that was there when he died because i think Mm -hmm. that some of the most interesting stuff with leia in some of the canon novels like in between like particularly in bloodline is this whole like sort of struggle she goes with with the fact that like she is darth vader's daughter and Mm -hmm. to the general public like that is a problem yeah Yeah. oh yeah huge problem Love it. Great stuff. Yeah. Dive into these stories, folks. There's a lot out there, and there's some on the way, including this uh, new book, Galaxy's Edge Black Spire. Uh, we have uh, this, this uh, spy, Vi Marathi, or V Marathi. Vi Marathi, I yeah. think. Yeah, I think that's uh, how they said I it. I think so. Delilah yeah. S. Dawson, who's done a lot of great writing in Star Wars, including the Phasma mm-hmm. novel, which is a, starts off a little weird. Give it a chance. It's like <laughs> a Mad Max in space. Uh, it's like a Furiosa in space. Uh, check it out. Uh, so this is obviously a tie-in to Galaxy's Edge and helps build the canon. This character is around the park. You can interact yes, with this character. You I, can. When I get there, I'm actually seeking her out because I want to try to see if I can uh, sell some information on yeah. the first order. I got a message from a Vimerati when yeah. I posted stories with her in it. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't uh, checked this out. I, I don't like to read the excerpts too much. It, it, it kind of spoils the books for me, but uh, this is uh, going to be interesting here. Riley, uh, do you... Uh, Without a doubt, this is a tie-in to a theme park. Yep. Uh, it can be viewed as, as advertising. Sure. Without sure. a doubt it is, but it's appeared in Solo. It's appeared, uh, uh, the whole second Thrawn trilogy book uh, takes place on there. Right. What do you feel about this tie-in media? I, I mean, it's, I, I understand it. I think it's great. I think there's a lot of people that are going to want that. Absolutely. I mean, for me, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's the least of my yeah. um, excitement. I'm not... The books are hard for me to keep up with. They mm-hmm. just are yeah, with a, everything. There's a lot that, of books. Too. There's a lot of books, and 
the job that I have, there is a lot. I, I, I'm not just watching Star Wars content. I have to, there's, there's other yeah. things that I'm watching. And so, unfortunately, I let some of these books go. But there are certain things in the canon stuff, comics and books, yeah. like what we just talked about. That, that book that Luke is talking about, The Jedi Order, mm-hmm. that is an insta-buy for me. I'm going to right. buy yeah. and read that. This, not so much. The Knights of Ren, Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren, that comic book that's going to come out. Yes. That is an insta buy for me. Yeah. Whereas I'm missing some of the other comics. And that's but, just that's just me. I don't uh, and and I'm okay with but it. But I think that's just kind of that. the beauty of it is that like Star Wars has almost as much become a medium as it is a genre because there are so many different kinds of stories to tell sure. within the you know the sort of Star Wars canon. Um I have had this book for a while uh mm. and I have not read it. Okay. Um uh, though it, it it's not so much that I'm not interested in it as I'm not spe- I'm not specifically interested in it. It's not yeah. again like I'm not like oh I don't I don't care about this I I just don't care enough about it. I Here, think here's where I'm with it. I, I haven't got a, a copy of it. Uh, I, I'm still finishing up Throne Trees and haven't touched mm-hmm. Alphabet Squadron yet. Though I hear great yeah. things and I'm going to this one. I'm like I'm going to get to it, but I'm like yeah you know what I I I'm not going to the theme park for the a bit. Is, so I'll pick it up. The when thing I'm is to ready. me and I, I respect again the whole that it is sort of advertising and does give you some context for things that's going on within Galaxy's Edge, but being in Galaxy's Edge, like being at Black Spire Outpost, it's like you, for me, it was more like, oh, I want to incorporate this into my own mm-hmm. uh, like oh, personal yeah. Star Wars story, yeah. you know. Fife, a Star Wars Exactly, story. yeah, totally. Okay. Um, yeah. More so than hear other people's Black yeah. Spire stories. Totally, totally. I, I'm, I'm interested. Delilah Dal- S. Austin's done a great job. Oh, and, yeah, she's and, a good writer. She, uh, this character, Vibe Marathi, is in uh, Phasma, mm-hmm. so I, I'm totally happy that she's picking up the, this yeah. character's mantle. Uh, and look, I'll tell you what, there was one book I was completely prepared to overlook. Oh. Our good friend Christian George Harloff said, don't overlook this, and that was Lost Stars. So right. you always got to be careful about what you overlook in Star Wars. I, I, absolutely. Yeah, because so, that's, yeah. that's my favorite book out of all, all the new ones. It uh, really is. It, it would be for a lot of people. we got some Star Wars comics on the way. This new series, Target Vader, is going on. Uh, I have issue one. And a good start to the series. Uh, we got uh, some familiar faces uh, hunting down. Some new faces, but familiar faces. Dengar hunting oh, down Dengar. Darth Vader. <laughs> Dengar's here to take you down, Vader. Um, so Good luck, check Dengar. But I will admit, it's, it, the comics have gotten to that point. I have two stacks on my desk right now. Yeah. I am two months behind because it has gotten to the... Yeah. Let me check. Yeah. All right, uh, let me you, take a Sunday to get this done. In order to consume all of the Star Wars content that there is, and this is speaking from a perspective of people that do consume a lot more Star Wars content than mm-hmm. just going to the movies. Yeah. You'd have to only consume Star Wars to get through all of it. I tell you, it is yeah. absolutely what ends up happening. You, 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 you kind of have to put it. And I, I, t- I keep joking. I, I said last week with, with Jeffrey Henderson here, like I had to take a break to read a book about kids in the hall, uh, my favorite uh, Canadian yeah. comedy troupe, yeah. because like I just needed that. Yeah. There's no lightsabers in this unless it was in a sketch. Right. So, uh, <laughs> right. and that's and this is someone who is you know unapologetically a Star Wars fan. It's just uh, it's fun. It's a good thing to have though. As someone you know survived the late '80s where there was uh, hardly any Star Wars around. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a good time. So that's canon. We're going to close out the show here with a couple Twitter questions. We hear from you on the tweets. Riley, you've been picking out a lot of great questions here. Uh, if you uh, don't, if you've tweeted one out for a couple weeks in a row, there's a, there's a nice list right now here. I, I'm trying to choose here. Yeah. Um, mm. 
so what do you think? Do you have one in line? Do you you favor one? You've been picking these. I like when Roke is on and he had picked them. I, I like giving him the shot here. Uh, yeah, I like this one. Okay, mm. read it. Jamie Rivera. Okay. Uh, at Sofin Cuss. Cuss? Sofin Cuss? I don't know. Great. Han Solo, where did you get it? Luke Lightsaber. Maz, another question for another time. Is Maz in The Rise of Skywalker? Mm. And I'm just going to fill in some blank here. Yes, I would like that story. Please. Oh, yeah. Give me the story. How did Absolutely. Maz get the lightsaber? Um, but I think, is Maz in The Rise of Skywalker? Mm. I'm going to say no. Are we possibly? Is, is but no. really? Mm. Look, uh, uh, her appearance in Last Jedi is not my favorite thing. Nope. Sure. Um, yeah. And I don't think it, it should have been Lando or anyone else. I just think you could have sure. done a little different with that. Yeah. Totally. Uh, there again, I still love that movie. Obviously, uh, um, I don't know. There's there's a place for her in the story, Emma. I yeah. just don't know if we're getting that. I I think that she is going to be in okay. it. Um, I think that a. Again, like we're we're seeing a time skip. We're seeing a we're getting a little bit more established as what this resistance sure. crew looks like. And I I feel like may I feel like she's maybe in a support role there somehow. Yeah. I don't think she's gonna be a huge part of the uh, film, but a, I, another I, scene, I, but you know. Yeah, I think she's in it. Okay. I like that. I yeah. like that. I, I think she is too. I think she's too important. I think there's there's something about what she said to Ray. And then what we've done, what what we haven't gotten some fill in the blanks mm-hmm. here. I think she's going to come back, fill in some more blanks for Ray, have a nice pep talk, and and that's that's the part. Yeah, yeah. Take a knee, Ray. Yeah, I know, right? um, <laughs> right. Emma, would you like to pick a question? Oh, sure. Let's yeah. see. What do we got here? Let's pick a da, question da, da, da. Pick Thursday. Up. Question. All right. Um, I'm just going to go with this one because yeah. I like their um, Twitter handle, uh, Alexander, uh, at that one fat Thor. I love it, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. It says, I knew you were going there. With the epic conclusion coming up, who do you think lives and who do you think dies? I'm thinking that maybe for once, one of the main heroes dies and leaves their legacy in the hands of the future generation. Mm. Ooh. Death. Death, I say. Yeah. Mm. I feel like you... This is the thing. Is It's so yeah. funny. I feel like Star Wars is almost this weird exception to what's becoming more of a rule in storytelling these days mm. of having one of your main protagonists die. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The Ned Stark, uh, Ned is dead effect yeah. sometimes. Um, I, yeah. This is why, the, yeah. You're absolutely right. I don't think we're getting a big death other than maybe a main villain or something like that. Yeah. Even Leia, I, I, I just don't think we're going to be. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think they'll kill off Leia, yeah. to be sure. Um, yeah. yeah, if they if they kill off anybody, yeah, hmm, of sort of the main protagonist crew that we've been with, I I, I have that one. <laughs> what do you got, Poe? Poe? You think they're going to kill off Poe? I don't think they're going to kill right. off Poe. I think that I could see his character yeah. dying. Yeah, we- yeah, sure. By sacrificing himself because mm-hmm. it would be a carryover of the arc. There'd be two things yeah. here. A carryover from J.J. Abrams originally was going to kill Poe in right. the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Oscar <laughs> back, Isaac was like... Back in, a- in, a- in Abrams' hands, he's like, no, goodbye. I don't want this character. Yeah, no care. I don't want it. <laughs> but a continuation to the, the character arc that he had in The Last Jedi, becoming the leader and knowing what a good sure. leader is... Um, that that could lend itself to him sacrificing himself yeah. somehow in a blaze of glory type of situation that we would be 
boomed Ooh. Ooh. if yeah. we lost Poe. Well, I, just, yeah. I just heard Blaze of Glory and yeah. John Bon Jovi, Young yeah. Guns 2, and I think that's a great answer. I, I, th- I think that it could happen. Whether or not it happens yeah. is another story. Because I think Finn lives, Ray lives, you know, Kylo Ren, out of there. Yeah, as, um, yeah, as of right now, other than, I mean, other than leading the resistance, which is a pretty big thing, Poe, similar to Han Solo in Return of the Jedi, as Harrison always would say, he had no part left in the story, no connections, no family, no everything. Poe's uh, parents, uh, Shara Bay and, and Cass Dameron, I believe, uh, I think both have passed on. I know Shara Bay has. Um, look, I, I love Poe, love Oscar Isaac. Shout out to our good friend Michael Bro Dameron out there, uh, mm-hmm. who uh, is part of the family there. We, we, we love this character, but if I had to choose one, if Emma held a lightsaber to my head, yeah. I'd say Poe. Yeah, yeah if, if somebody's going to be... I, I think that... I don't think it'll happen, and I, I don't love the trope that happens a lot of sort of like the woman sacrificing herself, mm-hmm. but I think that there, there could be an elegant way to handle like Ray actually dying, especially if we're talking mm-hmm. about sort of like oh, the I conclusion. Dare you. I dare you. But I'm just saying, I don't want like, Ray to die. I don't want her to die. I'm know, just saying that like there could be like a really poetic, like beautiful ending. Like if both like she and Kylo Ren mm-hmm. die, and it's like this, this is the end of everything that was and now like truly it's time to start anew because you are both vestiges of the jedi that were i i could that's that is poetic i can see that so, yeah i could definitely I don't think see it's gonna that happen i don't think it'll happen too and and then i'd like to hear ken to to bring han solo reference into mm-hmm. that and return of the jedi i think that that could also be something that jj aware of the history of star wars and han solo mm-hmm. and what lawrence kazan did with force awakens with bringing up the idea of Harrison Ford and Return of the Jedi wanting to die. Yeah. Well, we got it in Force Awakens. Maybe we're looking at Poe as a kind of a, yeah. a surrogate Han Solo kind yeah. of just, thing that happens. Just as long it? as they don't kill Chewie, you know? No, Chewie needs to live. <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, I'm out. No moon squishing Chewie. Oh my On God. that note, I do believe it's time to go. We have a lot more questions. We're going to get to your questions in future episodes of Collider Jedi Council. Right now, we are on the way out, though, and uh, by this time next week, let me check the calendar here. We're, let's see, 15... All right, so next week will be the last show before uh, D23, which oh. means we're going to brace for a possible fun impact of mm-hmm. big-time Star Wars news or more rumors to dance with. <laughs> I want to thank uh, Mark Riley for pinch-hitting here like Lenny Harris, the great pinch-hitter Major League Baseball in the 90s. Nice. I uh, made Manny Moto. Re- that's okay. Baseball references coming your way. I'll, I'll take it. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for having me, Jedi Council. Always good to be here. Who you got coming up on a future episode of uh, Riley Roundtable? Riley Roundtable. Oh, that's it. Thank you for that. Uh, mm-hmm. t- today's episode is actually one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, I have the bass player from the band Shinedown on. Eric Bass came and joined me, uh, talked about the, his work with Shinedown, how he joined the band, touring, what it's like. He, he talked about... You know that shot in Bohemian Rhapsody uh-huh. where, you know, Mercury yeah. walks out and yeah. looks out? That was his first show with Shinedown. Wow. Going to a packed stadium and walking easy. It really looks like that. Does uh, Eric Bass own a tambourine? He does not own a tambourine. I he can sell you one, Eric. He is, the, he is the bass player. And Eric is also, hi, Eric. I know you're watching. Yeah. Huge fan of Jedi Council. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Too. He's a good dude laying down those bass yeah. legs. He, he is awesome. And he's also he's a writer. He's a creative guy. He's yeah. become a, a friend of mine now. 
and we talk shop and all of that on uh, today's Riley Roundtable. Do you awesome. think he'd let us go to a Shinedown concert, get up on stage with two tambourines? Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that, Dude. but definitely a Shinedown concert backstage passes is uh, hopefully in my future. Oh, yes, I can re- reenact Wayne's World. It'll be my dream. Yeah. Emma Fife, Fife yes. uh, always nice to have you around Thank here. You. Thank you for your work. Me. You also do uh, the movie trivia schmodown behind the scenes. I am you do doing, a lot. I'm doing all that movie yeah. trivia schmodowning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and we've got two live streams coming up this yeah. month. Uh, we'll, of course, be doing the live stream of the New York show uh, at the end of August, but also on August 22nd, we are doing a bonus live stream. It is the Shire Wolves' final match mm. in their movie trivia showdown careers, win or lose, wow. against corruption. So uh, <laughs> if you are a patron at the $10 level or higher, that's included in your Movie Trivia Schmodown subscription. So go to patreon.com slash schmodown to find the option that is best for you. So what you're telling me is uh, as they got to work that night? Yeah. All right. I'll do that. <laughs> August nice. 22nd. Hey, and uh, thank you. Where, uh, they, you follow everyone at Emma Fife. Yeah. Everyone, everyone follow her at Emma mm-hmm. Fife. Uh, yeah. Wherever Fife's are sold. I, I, we've done these so many Nailed times. It. Wherever <laughs> you could, you could do my set yeah. list, I could do your set exactly. list. Exactly. Um, speaking of uh, set list, I'll be doing comedy at some point soon with Mark Ellis. Stay tuned for that. Uh, but also go to KenNapsack.com for information on where to buy my book, Why We Love Star Wars. The audio book I can announce is coming out, uh, looks like roughly August 27th. You'll get the audio book version which is gonna be awesome it's kind of like a second version i got to go i get a couple mistakes i got to correct because i got to do the audio after the book was out so i'm really excited about it and you get to hear it in my voice uh, which was a lot of fun also i'm, I'm going to be hosting a screening of star wars episode four new hope august 24th in my hometown of royal grande california so if you're california central coast local or just want to make a little trip i'll be up there at the clark center for performing arts as part of the central coast film society's event go to central coast film society.org for more information a Royal Grande AG representing there. Uh, that is it. A full show. A lot mm-hmm. of stuff. Shout mm-hmm. out to Christian Harloff. Get better. I know you're out sick today. Uh, we'll see you all next week. May the force be with you. Always. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.